You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio. You know what it is. You know what it is. It's The Sizzle here on Iron Skillet Radio, Iron Skillet Television. And we're talking about the impact of COVID-19 on collegiate sports. We just talked about high school sports, but what is the true impact of COVID-19 on high school sports and college sports? We're going to break it down for you right now. So, Jay Sizzle, let's start with you. What is the impact of this COVID-19 on collegiate sports right now? Hey, it's all about the money. Right now, they don't. They have tuitions not getting paid. They don't have fans coming in there. They don't have the money at the gate. You got a big problem. Look, you got the G5 out here, which are the top five, the group of five, the top five conferences in, in the country. And, and, and they are the ACC, the uh, Conference USA, the Mid-American Conference, the MAC Conference, and the Sunbelt Conference. They are already talking about cutting this year sports like volleyball, fencing, soccer, baseball, which is amazing, and tennis to allocate a larger amount of money of those sports programs to go into two major sports, that's football and basketball, because they know where their butt is being bred. You're looking, at, uh, you're looking right now at a situation where a number of sports in college possibly – will not play this year, and might be dropped for the next upcoming years. Absolutely right. What was the point of, like you said, tennis, volleyball, fencing, if you're not going to play in the Olympics? We had no Olympics this year. And they said, oh, well, we'll just push it to 2021. Nah, it ain't going to happen. No, a new report just said they don't want it in 2021. Right, now, they're not going to push it back, but they said they don't want it. So what happens now? Well, like you said, baseball's cut out. Why? Because most of those players go straight to the pros or go into a double A AA or triple A um, system, and it's going to be the same with basketball, probably the same with football. You're not going to have a choice. Like I said before, you're going to have a fundamental and talent gap in the next few years of professional versus non-professional. And it's going to show. You're going to be like, who are these draft players coming in in 2023, 2024? You're not going to be able to name them. And they're going to be right there at number one because they weren't able to have any kind of maturation process because all they did was just sit there and watch their field of dreams and watch ESPN field another uh, show of somebody else's last dance. So all they're doing is emulating what they see on TV. They can't even go out and practice it. Right. It, it's become a situation now where if you don't have the major – now, the major conferences, if I'm right, Jay, the major conferences have said they're going to play interconference games. Your Big Ten, Big 12, their SEC, all of these conferences now are, are playing interconference games, and they're not playing anybody outside of their conference. Does mm-hmm. that help? Does that yeah. work? No, it doesn't help. If you play in the Big Ten or the Big 12 or the Big Ten, if you're Illinois, you still got to travel to Minnesota. You still got to travel to Iowa. You still got to go to all these different other places to play. That makes no sense. I don't understand what that has to do with anything, whether I have to fly 
to Minnesota. You're not playing all your games inside Illinois or inside Florida. So that, that was a ridiculous thing. I don't understand. To me, that was just a Band-Aid on a gash. That's all that was. You're just looking for people trying to figure out a way that they can play some type of way. Because right now you have these G5, these conferences, going to the NCAA, looking for a special petition to say, hey, look, we know we're supposed to have 16 Division One sports uh, playing at our school. That's how we get Division One status. But right now we can't afford to play 16 different sports at our schools because we're not going to have the money. So like you're saying, Greg, and we talked about it, it doesn't make any difference about whether you're playing interconference or out of your conference. You still got to travel. You still have the same problems. It's to me, it's just they're just trying to figure out a way to say, look, we tried to do something because I really think down the line here they're going to end up canceling the seasons. Yeah, yeah. it ain't happening. It's just it's I, I, not I happening. can't see it. Yeah, I can't see where this is going to come. I can't even see where. Okay, so let's take basketball for example. With Liola, you've got Sister Jean there, one of the biggest Liola supporters and fans. Are you going to risk putting your senior population in jeopardy by bringing them to games? Will they even be able to make it to arenas? Or are you going to have one arena that they, they can even go to? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe somebody can explain it to me where I can understand it, like a, a third grader. And I don't even think third graders can get it. They're just going to pass out hazmat suits to uh, everybody and – um. <laughs> Only allow 500 people, one per row, and right. no popcorn. I, yeah, um, okay, so you don't have concessions, so those people aren't making money. You don't have money that you're getting in the gate. So what are you going to just let players – you're going to let people in for free now just so they're there, and then you send them, like, to stand Uber Eats? Is that – that's how this is going to work now? Oh, you're missing the big one. You're missing the big one. Uh, these teams don't play. These coaches don't get paid. Oh, you. And That's if you don't have concessions, how do you sell alcohol in the stands? Right. Well, maybe they don't know, sell all alcohol. What's but you don't point? sell stuff. Look, what's let, the let point me... of having like an Uber Eats concession if you can't take your mask off to eat it? Yeah, that's the other problem about that. You know, <laughs> you know, you know what's amazing? Is that you got over a hundred and forty thousand Division One students that play an Olympic sport, not not mm-hmm. not not football, basketball, an Olympic sport. That's rowing and fencing and judo, and everything of wrestling or whatever else. Those guys are going to those players are going to be SOL. That's just what's going to happen because they're going to funnel all that money away because there's going to be no money for them. We all know that the programs that conduct all the business for all these sports are two programs in most places. That's your football team in Division One, and your basketball team if you're really good. But usually football carries eight or nine sports by itself. Without football being played, that's eight or nine sports not going to be able to play. What happened to these kids' scholarships now? What happens to these kids coming out, of these guys who are good tennis players and track runners and the rest of them? What about all these scholarships they were counting on? Will they will these schools honor these scholarships now if their teams don't play? You know what I'm saying? It this is a real quagmire right now. I mean, it's like the only sport that you could really play is NASCAR. You could only be collegiate race car driving. Will that well, work? Can there are the sports, car? there are sports that you can still play, but you just really? don't have a fan base beyond it because you can't you can't have a gathering of people to watch it live. 
And so like, what are you going to play? You play golf. You play golf. You can fence. I mean, they got enough face guards and everything else like that for fencing. Yeah, yeah I said it. <laughs> that that was top on the list. They put Vince. They put fencing right on. That was number two. Oh, we're cutting that out. Why <laughs> is that number two? Do you know how much stuff they got on? Well, okay, no, what are you no, going to do? No, put it on the, like Facebook, Facebook fencing? That's what you're going to do money. on your website. It's the money. They they don't want to. No, you don't want to pay. Well, oh, got, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about like what risk of catching the COVID. No, 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 no. They're, they're cutting it out. No, they're cutting yeah. it out because of the money. They don't want to pay for the. They don't want to pay the electricity for the little light to go beep yeah. when they get well, touched with the when they touch with the sword. They don't want to pay none of that. Yeah, like I said, all the sports that you can participate in, swimming and things like that, that have very little contact. You know, you can't have an audience to watch it, and then like Jay says, you can't gather other money from other sources. So they're just gonna. Fade to black, unfortunately. Well, but there are sports out love. there. You just, like I said, there's no, there's nobody there to watch unless you're watching it on TV. And who's gonna go turn on ESPN to go? How many million people are gonna watch fencing? I don't know if we're that far up on watching live sports that we're just gonna say we're right. just gonna watch whatever that comes to us. And I'm not well, dissing fencing at all. I don't I'm just think saying that's even gonna work. I don't think you can work it that way. But we got to talk about our love, football. How yeah. do you play football? How do you go about putting kids in a safe situation, putting young people, children, student athletes, how do you put them in a safe situation where they can play football and not get injured and not test positive for COVID-19? Look, we all know they might get one game in this year because we know a lot of a lot of schools right now aren't even going to have any preseason games. They're not going to play no preseason because they don't want to risk the, they don't want to risk the exposure. We might get two games to some of these schools like Florida. Florida don't care. They're going to play. They don't they don't care what's going to happen down there. They're going to play down there. But beyond that, you got you got kids out here who might. Here's the issue though. Here's the whole issue. Even though we know kids can get this disease, COVID-19, and they think, well, it won't be too bad on them. But what about if one of these kids get the disease and they have an underlying condition that causes them a problem, that they have asthma or something like this? And God forbid one of these kids succumb to this COVID-19 because we allowed them to play. That's the thing that you got to think about. Is the school district then is the school district then going to be responsible for put, putting them in an unsafe environment? That's what that's what the, the the lawyers are going to start thinking about. What do we need to do in case something happens to one of these people? That's why I just think in the long run, I don't think they're going to end up playing. You know, we talked about that when we were talking about baseball, and there's a Cubs player that has to use a ventilator or, or some type of breathing apparatus. Yeah. What about young people that are sick? And Jay, you hit that one on the head. I mean, and then who's legally responsible? Yeah. Is it the parent? Is it the school system? Is it the state? Who even makes how do we even how do we get to this point where we're not coordinated at all? No one has everybody's doing their own thing. You do your thing, we'll do our thing. But still, you're talking about the lives of young people. Go ahead, Rich. Tell me something. I don't care how many indemnification waivers you sign. Like Jay says, 
And that is the biggest cup I've ever seen. Dude, Jay. if you all could see, I'm just telling you right now. And those of you who are watching, when you start watching, you're going to see this chalice that Jace Tinsel oh has. He has the, the COVID buster. This is the cup right here. Hey, big man needs a big cup. You know what I'm saying? I don't, back to my point, I don't care how many indemnification waivers you sign. That first kid that goes down for any kind of COVID-related thing that has to sit overnight in the hospital, you're going to have 20,000 lawyer emails at that yeah. kid's house the next day ready to go full throttle at it. Right. And then, like you said, what do you do then? Because this is a lawyer-populated base nation right now. They'll mm -hmm. sue you over anything. If yeah, somebody's right. probably lined up trying to sue us for something crazy we didn't say it already. It's just how Somebody, it is. Somebody's going to sue us that we are drinking on set. We are drinking out of chalices. And how dare you do something like that? You can't. No, I'm that. drinking out of my mug shot. Yes. Yeah well. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you're a special kind of guy. But <laughs> we gotta okay. So what happens if Trevor Lawrence gets injured and not injured, but contracts COVID? And I'm not saying he is. Please don't let me let anybody think that I am. But I'm just saying, what do you do then when one of your biggest stars in college gets COVID? Rich, how do you you even I, solve that? I can go simpler than that. What happens when one of your students or athletes gets injured, has to go to the hospital, and then contracts COVID at the hospital? Because that's a breeding ground for the COVID at the hospital because that's where everybody wants to go when they're sick. Nothing wrong with that because that's where you should go. But likewise, if you're injured, that's where you go as well, and then they get sick. What Imagine. happens? We're going to use the Trevor Lawrence here. Not Trevor Lawrence has not said anything like this, guys. I'm just putting it out here. What if you're a Trevor Lawrence and you're going to go number one in the draft next year? And this COVID-19 out there, maybe you sit out this year. You don't risk playing because mm -hmm. you don't want to mess up your draft status. You don't you don't want to buy getting sick because you haven't got your money yet. Your Lords of London is only going to insure you for about two million dollars. You just saw the biggest contract we've ever seen uh happen to a guy who's just barely three years out of college. All of a sudden he signed for a, a potentially half a billion dollars. If you're Trevor Lawrence and I want to risk about going out here getting the COVID-19 and getting sick. I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm not going to play. I don't have to play. If Trevor Lawrence doesn't play one down of football this year, he's still going top 10 in the NFL draft. Yeah, I mean, and the, the crazy part is, what if one of his linemen is COVID positive? Not even if he's COVID positive, but just one of the linemen or your running back or your tight end or one of your receivers. How does that affect – and we're not just talking about Trevor Lawrence, but we're talking about – the rest of the collegiate students across the board, how does this affect? We just talked about it in, in one of our last segments about Russell Westbrook, but you still pe got people who are mad at Rudy Gobert in Utah because they said, hey, you gave everybody the COVID. You gave reporters, yeah. you gave the phones the COVID, you gave desks the COVID. You actually brought the COVID to Utah. So, I mean, what's going to happen then <laughs> when – you got somebody who says you destroyed, you destroyed Alabama football 
because you had the COVID and you brought it in and now everybody has the COVID. What do you do then? How do you how do you even police the situation now? You don't, man. And like like you said, you're going to have like this whole Star Wars meme like you were the chosen one. You're supposed <laughs> to deliver us from it, not give it to everybody, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're it the is... one who's to lead us, but you led us to the COVID. The yeah, I, it doesn't matter. That first that first athlete, that first coach, that first whatever gets it, they might as well start packing their bags, unfortunately. There's no answer for it. Look, man, the NCAA has come out and said, gave, came up with its minimum testing guidelines. It says every player needs to be tested at least once a week and at least 72 hours before a game. But good luck with that. Good yeah. luck with that. How, how are you going to keep 110 guys COVID-free on a college campus? You can't get these guys to put a mask on. Do you see them partying down there on the on the beaches and the lakefronts? Yeah. Do you right. see these kids getting together down there? You don't think a whole bunch of testosterone having 18, 19, and 20-year-olds are going to sit inside their dome, inside the bubble, and just play with their Xbox? I don't think so. This is, going, this is a COVID-19 soup waiting to be brewed down here, and it ain't going to take but one or two or three guys to get this on one of these ball clubs, and then that's going to be it. It's going to be shut down. We just saw that in the NBA. You saw a player leave the bubble to go get – carry out which i don't understand why he didn't get carry in he comes back and test positive for COVID 19. you know now you maybe, need to have chick-fil-a man what are you talking about you didn't have no chick-fil-a down at down at uh disney world goofy burgers they, that's all they got down there is goofy burgers he was oh. not getting carry out he, <laughs> he was wasn't? getting some oh. carry oh he was getting oh. carried out he he was, oh. <laughs> okay all yeah. right well now i understand now that makes sense now okay so the we Disney come... princesses had went home and oh wow. <laughs> oh, well, I mean it is what it is. I'm just saying right now, how do you do this? Oh, and by the way, we're in the midst of social unrest. Now, I know no laws have been changed, so I know some things are gonna stay the same, but we're in the midst of uh social unrest, a pandemic, and Colleges who can't figure out what they're doing. Yeah, it's great. I think it's amazing. I think this is amazingly terrible. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm Debbie Downer right now. I think this is horrible, but who am I? I'm no, just you're the not. guy who looks good in a sizzle hat. You're not, because didn't they send all the college students home? Like, forget sports. They just sent them all home. We still haven't right. even gotten to the point of getting students back in the classroom, let alone a dorm. A right. dorm? <laughs> universities that still have kids who haven't gotten their things from the fall or universities who said they've closed their doors altogether and everybody's doing online learning. So only the athletes then will be able to be on campus? Well, and here's the problem, too. Look at the backlog of testing results we have in the United States. Mm -hmm. So you're supposed to get tested 72 hours before the game, but your test results don't come back for two weeks. So <laughs> right. how is that supposed to work? Then the question has to be, too, where's the panic button? If we get one COVID result, we're just going to send that one kid home, we're going to play. Is it two? Is it three? How many before we say, hey, we can't play? And, that, and, and that's, 
you know, that's go. You're going to have inner squad games playing. That's what's going to happen out here. You're going to have inner squad games. It's going to be the number ones against the number twos and threes, and you're going to be flipping the quarterbacks back and forth. It's going to be all spring game football. That's what it's going to end up being. And then wait for the swab gate. When you're sitting there and the person swabbing the nose of the star player all of a sudden has a false positive because the conspiracy of the other person testing them didn't want that person playing because they didn't want their team losing by an undeniable amount of, of points. So they make sure that person gets a false positive. Oh, yeah. it's coming. It's oh, coming. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, oh, wait till they get the one guy who never goes anywhere, and everybody, he's going he's gonna to be a swab for all the starters on the football team. They're going to be swabbing him so to make <laughs> sure all their, all their number one guys play. That's yep. what's going to end up happening. It's going to be stuff like that, man. It's going to be incredible. Man, this is the most ridiculous because this this topic, even though we've talked about it before, we've had this discussion, it just keeps centering around the same foolishness time and time again. That the reality is, I don't believe that we can safely put our children in a situation where they have to go back to a university or to a high school and anywhere and play. But you know what? Major college sports have never been about the student athlete anyway. It's all been about generating that money. It's yes, about sir. keeping these universities open. It's about keeping this tenure for these professors so they can do the epidemiologists and they can, you know, go get, you know, get bugs in Madagascar. Because I'm going to tell you what, when these people go and do all this traveling all over the place, that's coming off that football gate money. That's where it's coming from. And the issue is now that if that money's not there, are some of these academic programs going to get shut down? See, this is a real serious situation going on right now. Could you have a lot of people who are are betting on keeping that college to that college tuition money coming in, so their paychecks keep getting paid? What about all of a sudden professors stop getting paid? You know, you only could do so much online. So look, look how many referees. How many guys out here every year coach high referee high school football, high school uh, college football, basketball, stuff like that, and that's their side hustle money. That's how they make ends meet. Now that money's not going to be there. It's it, look this this is a real serious situation going on because you have a lot of cash money businesses that are going on that are not going to have the money going to them. You might start seeing a default of mortgages because of this. I mean, this is a big deal right now. This is this is real serious. Yeah, I don't even know. I, I don't want to leave the people with such a, a dire and, and grim look, but the reality is this is how serious this is. This is at ground zero of seriousness. And even though we talk and we play and we have our fun here on the sizzle, this is a topic that we extended just so that we could keep this conversation going so that when you hear this podcast, when you see us on sizzle television, you can see where this conversation's going and you can start directing people because that meant you liked, you shared, and you subscribed to the sizzle. It's a wonderful thing. It's an amazing thing. I think it's the best thing going. So before we get ready to get out of here, you know what we got to do. We got to leave the people with something. Jay Sizzle, leave the people with something. Bye, Look, man, I'm just going to go to my local high school, sneak on into the stadium, and just bring my own walking taco 
and imagine the games being played because I think that's what we're going to be seeing. <laughs> one, one man on the 50-yard line with his walking taco. That's <laughs> the new movie on Netflix, One Man, One Walking Taco. Yeah. It's Jay, the one-man band. Rich Sizzle, leave the people with something hot. Man, look, people are out here getting their nuggets monkey stomped for not wearing their mask right now. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, okay? One thing that grinds my gears, though, is I have kids, and the kids' masks are three times more expensive than adult masks, but we'll deal with that. But what I'm trying to tell you is wear your mask. And my other part of that, without getting too politically incorrect, I just wish they were so passionate about condoms as they were with PPEs, and we would have solved the other pandemic a long time ago as well. <laughs> not touching that one, huh? <laughs> but I'm yeah. not, not going to touch that from the 50-yard line. Mic. Put your condom on your mic. Don't touch it. <laughs> I'm not. Am I lying? Am I lying? You know, they, the they call you crazy, but you're telling the truth, you know? <laughs> Nobody said you were lying. I'm just saying I'm not I'm not even going. I'm not, I'm not going to do that because that's uh, ridiculously right. That is what that is. It's ridiculously right. So you know what it is. You know who it is. It's the sizzle here on Iron Skillet Radio, Iron Skillet Television. We are the talk of the 219, the hottest sports talk in the region. Look, thank you for listening to us. And if you're not following us, hey, Shame on you. Follow us on any social media platform. Look for Iron Skillet Sports. You can follow us, like, subscribe, and share. Share with somebody. Tell them about the sizzle. Tell them you need to listen to this to save your life and the life of people that you know. It may not save everybody you know, but it's going to save somebody you know. Don't worry about it. It's the sizzle here on Iron Skillet Radio, Iron Skillet Television. We are the talk of the 219. The scent for you. Experience the region's best place for fragrances, body oils, shea butter, and African black soap. Visit them at either of their two locations at the Savemore Plaza, 921 Broadway, or Fresh County Market, 2550 Arthur Street, both in Gary, Indiana. Give them a call at area code 219-512-4753. The Scent for You, the number one source for premium grade fragrances. Also look for them at thescentforyou.com. The best tips, links, wings, and burgers in Gary? You gotta go to Phenomenal Ribs. Located at 1101 Broadway in your Gary, Indiana. You can call, they'll get your stuff together right away. 219-702-4414. That's 219-702-4414. Monday through Thursday, they're open from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to midnight. And Sundays, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. right after church, baby. You can go up there and get you. you tried the rest so now try the best phenomenal ribs the most phenomenal ribs in the region look man i need a place to stay jay look let me tell you something <laughs> <laughs> caught me off guard you know <laughs> okay let's try this again my friend i was about to say if all your money's spent and you can't pay the rent <laughs> then you don't don't call but if you got an extra change and you need a place to stay <laughs> you know get right around the way you know what i'm saying Get on, here. Get on over here to die. Thomas over here. 
right. Because I don't know the number, man. You got to say the number. I don't know the number. Need a place to stay? Call Diana Thomas at 219-230-3352. That's Diana Thomas, 219-230-3352. 20 years, man, in the business of written apartments. She must know what she's doing because she got me in mind. Y'all need to give her a call, baby. Hey, if y'all need a place to stay, she's the one to make it happen. That's 219-230-3352. You're listening to The Sizzle. Thank you for listening to another edition of Iron Skillet Sports presentation of The Sizzle. And remember, it's all fizzle if it don't sizzle, baby. Thank you for listening to The Sizzle here on Iron Skillet Radio.